Notice what makes you feel most like you. Sophia Joan Short. Hello, good morning. My name is Jocelyn, and this is happening. and stressful experiences. I experienced an extreme high and joy after posting my last episode when I shared the sun came up on my healing. In fact, I danced around my room like a crazy person because I came out on the other side. I experienced an extreme low when a bout of quarantine fatigue hit and coerced me to stay silent. The weekend before I was planning to post episode 9, I had a sort of heaviness over me that prevented me from finding words to share with y'all, with the people in my direct circles, and perhaps even myself. The idea of taking a day or a week away from the podcast brought me peace, so I chose that peace. I experienced extreme stress as the deadline for my feature documentary score crept closer and closer. I spent so many days in writer's block and so many days going to bed between 3 and 5 in the morning. The day before I planned to post my delayed ninth episode, I pulled an all-nighter, just like those good old college days, and chose to sleep. These last couple of days, I experienced stress due to last-minute changes that needed to be made for my short documentary score. I spent a couple of nights going to bed obscenely late, and now, thankfully, it's all over. Throughout these processes, all I wanted to do was make lists of my favorite burgers in LA and all the natural hair products I'd used. I wanted to have the freedom of doing nothing after experiencing the satisfaction of creative, successful, output. In the midst of these three experiences, I made space for self-care. Today I'm launching a series of three minisodes fully dedicated to the ways I'm caring for myself. Each minisode will target a new form of self-care, soul, spirit, which is one, mind, and body. I'm breaking these up because I want to share how self-care can involve my entire being, not just fancy oils I put on my face. Today's episode will focus on soul and spirit, and the next will focus on mind. The last will focus on body. I'm diving into this because I believe it has an important role to play in our individual healing, and it doesn't involve thinking directly about our exes, and I know we could all use a break from that. Some of y'all have been very gracious in sharing that you were learning who you are in the aftermath of your relationship. Some of y'all are very excited about that, as I am, and some of you are very anxious, which is perfectly normal and okay. Because we've all been affected by some sort of quarantine or lockdown, I think this is the perfect time to explore what optimal self-care looks like. For some, that's wrapping your hair in a towel, doing flawless glossier makeup, and posting a fire Insta selfie. For some, that's walking around naked with the curtains open. The point is, Wherever you are, whether you're still under quarantine or your lockdown is loosening, if the sun has come up on your healing or you still feel in the dark, you are worth taking care of in this moment. As always, I'd love for you to reach out and share how these episodes are resonating with you. 
Feel free to hit me up on the I Am Loved podcast Instagram and spill the tea on your self-care routines and healing journeys. Plus, my color scheme is cute, so you should be following the podcast anyway. When I had my bout of quarantine fatigue, I took a social distance walk with my friend, had some Southern Comfort barbecue, and bought some ice cream. When I finished my documentary score, I slept until 5 p.m., went on a social distance hike with my friend, had a burger and fries, and went right back to sleep. When I finished my documentary score, my short documentary score that is, I took a shower, did a green face mask, and meditated. I also watched an hour-long Vine compilation and I have absolutely no regrets. I'm a very introverted person and I very much value the time I spend with myself and few close friends. Quarantine has been a wonderful way for me to spend that time with myself and evaluate how I can make it better. Of course, the lack of structure has driven me to develop some pretty meh habits surrounding sleep. I mean, y'all know I've been trying to go to bed earlier since I started this podcast. I decided a few weeks ago I would create a nighttime routine that would help me wind down and reduce my screen time. So I sat myself down and made a list of things I would like to do before bed. Read, drink tea, do my skincare routine, and meditate. And then I found ways to make them special. My current night routine begins with skincare. I'll delve more into that in either the mind or body episodes of the self-care series, but I love to layer on all the creams and oils that make my skin soft and supple and dewy. While I'm doing this, I like to play music, typically something instrumental like lo-fi hip-hop, but I'll even go classical if I'm in the mood. If I want to hear somebody's voice, I'll lean towards a podcast. A few of my faves are the Naked Beauty Podcast with Brooke DeVard, 10 Things to Tell You with Laura Tremaine, and the Unspoken Podcast with Miles Adcox and Ruthie Lindsay. After my skincare routine is done, and this is the most important part of the whole thing, I put on perfume. I know, right? I first heard about wearing perfume in bed from one of the guests on Naked Beauty. I forget which episode it was exactly, but I know it was fairly recent. She said she applied perfume before bed because she loved being wrapped up in that scent and certain scents predisposed her to having a good night's sleep. You know how chamomile tea can be categorized as a sleepy time tea? Scents like vanilla and lavender are great for sleep. Anything that has a sense of warmth or comfort is the perfect aromatherapy. So I like to apply a perfume. My favorite is called Wild Poppy by Nest. You can buy it online at Sephora or at their website. I'll be sure to link it in the show notes. I don't know that it's a confirmed ideal scent for sleep, but I love it. It's floral, a touch musky and sensual. It makes me feel luxurious and I associate it with giving myself the freedom to experience power and sexiness because it's part of who I am. I do think wearing perfume to bed is sexy and it's sacred because it's something I only share with myself. I used to smell perfume and think about how wonderful a man would think I smelled, but now I associate perfume with the care I'm giving me. And honestly, it makes it better. I apply perfume to my wrists, collarbone, neck, and strangely enough, the backs of my knees. I once heard someone say it was a great way of subtly surrounding yourself in your chosen aroma, and it does work, so I do it. 
Also, while I'm doing all of this, my hair is pulled up at a satin scarf to protect my curls from getting crushed overnight. After my skincare routine, I like to make myself a cup of tea. I'm more of an herbal tea gal. I love lavender chamomile because of its relaxing qualities. So much so I'll even drink it in the morning. I love this ginger peach turmeric blend from Yogi. And I like drinking green tea before bed to cleanse my system of the food that I ate. I just purchased a superfood latte sampler from a new-to-me company called Gold. They're a woman and minority-owned company whose heart is to make wellness accessible to all. The sampler includes natural and organic turmeric, cacao turmeric, and matcha turmeric latte powders that can be blended hot or cold with milk or water to make the perfect drink. The other day, I had a cold matcha latte with coconut milk. Last night, I had turmeric tea with hot water. I admit I feel kind of bougie and I am here for it. Next, I actually get in bed. Sometimes I have a candle lit and I choose that scent according to my mood and I'm always wearing pajamas I feel cute in. I recently bought a couple pairs of pajama sets from Pact to replace my old college t-shirts. I'll spend anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour reading and stop whenever my body is ready to shut down. I'm currently finishing Americana by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. I bought it over a year ago when I wanted to read 12 books in 2019, and I literally failed in the first month since I'm still reading it. I have no expectations for how many books I want to read, but only that I want to get back into reading. I'll tell you a cute funny story. It's actually not even funny, it's just cute. Last year in 2019 around Valentine's Day, I was still reading Americana, and I wanted to take myself out to dinner to a really fancy restaurant, have a drink at the bar, perhaps a scotch or a really lovely glass of wine, and then have dinner at the table. And the restaurant that I was going to, instead of having traditional tables, had a lot of art deco couches that were velvet with beautiful details and everything. It was it was like the most luxurious thing that I could think of. I would have dinner for one, buy myself a steak, creme brulee, whatever I wanted, and I would read my book while I was there. It was the ultimate way of telling myself that I loved me. And because I love spending time alone, because I love being single, it was more exciting, I think, than having that experience with myself than having it with somebody else who I was involved with romantically. This was before I started dating Rye, and I think having those plans to spend time with myself so extravagantly are things that I want to continue doing in the future. I didn't end up going to dinner and reading that book on Valentine's Day because I waited too late and all the tables were taken, but my friend took me to a lovely restaurant and I had oysters for the first time. Not my thing, it makes me feel too close to the ocean, but it was wonderful and I will never forget that day. Anyway, I'm not great at synopses, but Americana is a gorgeous story of love and home told from the perspective of a woman who migrates from Nigeria to America. It's been strangely applicable as I began reading it before my relationship with Rai and I'm continuing it afterward. You know that feeling when you listen to a love song after you've had your heart broken and you resonate even more with the lyrics? That's kind of how I feel about this book. Chimamanda tells Ephemelo's story the way you would tell it to a friend, simply with added beauty. 
Sometimes, though, I will say Americana gets a little heavy for me, so I won't always spend my time reading that. I will absolutely allow myself to check my phone every night, every once in a while, and let my mind wander, and it's fine. I love getting raw and real and deep and serious, but I also need to laugh, guys. Come on, who doesn't want a little Brooklyn Nine-Nine in their life? After reading, it's about time for me to call it a night. I blow out my candle, fluff my pillows, and get under the covers. And then, I have the most intimate time of the day. I downloaded Soul Time a while ago when I was workshopping different meditation apps. Soul Time is faith-based and the meditations are short, about three minutes long, and peace-giving. I love Naomi Trainer's calming Irish voice. I love the ocean sounds in the background. I love how she encourages me to take deep breaths and prays for me at the end of each session. After meditating, I use their app to track my mood, selecting adjectives to describe how I'm feeling towards myself, others, and God. So anything from beaten to confident, disappointed to valued, distant to seen. As I've tracked my mood, I've noticed the ways I feel towards myself and others are all over the place, but my feelings toward God have progressively gotten better. I do feel seen and called forward by God as if he's inviting me to sit on his lap and experience him for who he is and not just who I think he is. Since I'm already on the subject, I want to talk about a new experience I had last week. I'm part of this women's empowerment group based in LA, and since lockdown, they've found new ways to connect with each other. I participated in one of their Zoom calls and found myself signed up for a breath and sound work session last week. Notice I said found myself signed up because I don't really remember saying yes. In fact, the day it happened, I didn't even realize it was something I was going to do, but I chose to do it because I thought it would be different and maybe amazing. If you're not familiar with breath or sound work, I'd consider them forms of traditional meditation that allow you to connect with a quote-unquote higher consciousness. Breath work is literally the process of hyperventilating or circular breathing where you inhale through your stomach, then chest, then exhale through your mouth. The sound work that I did incorporated humming along to a drone so that um noise we all associate with meditating. I was told from multiple people that breath work is a really intense experience and that I shouldn't be surprised if my limbs go numb or if I cry. In fact, the instructor encouraged us to tell our roommates if they heard us crying or shouting we were okay. And that kind of scared me, but I wanted to see what it was all about. I won't go into too much detail, but I spent around like 30 minutes either humming or intentionally breathing, allowing my mind to do its thing under the guidance of the instructors. My hope was to be open to the whole experience because this isn't something that I would do on my own, and my beliefs surrounding traditional meditation haven't always been positive because of how I grew up. That said, I think it was hyped by the people who did it before me, and I came out kind of disappointed. Sure, it was an interesting state of conscious not consciousness, but I don't think anything crazy special happened. Some people had very personal and vulnerable experiences during that time, and I am happy for them. But I think because the breath and sound work was rooted in beliefs that are different than mine, it was more difficult for me to engage and find meaning in it. So I was kind of angry. 
And I was told to continue at it because the commonly spiritual experiences that came with breath work often came with consistency. But the kind of spiritual experiences common in breath work don't necessarily align with the spirituality that I'm practicing. So when I meditate, of course I practice grounding my mind, my body, and my spirit, but I do it under the covering of my faith. The breath work that I did wasn't under that covering, and I wonder if that's partially why I didn't experience anything hardcore. That's not to say I couldn't have personalized it to my faith, but I wasn't intentional about incorporating it when it happened. So to get to the point, I'm thinking about using breath and sound work under the covering of my faith to connect with God. Meditation in and of itself is something that's actually mentioned in scripture and it's highly encouraged, so I want to dive deeper into that. Breath work usually occurs lying on your back on either the floor or your bed without your pillow behind your neck. And since the point is to circular breathe, you don't want to interrupt that airflow. So I'd be circular breathing with music playing. There are specific pieces called soaking music that's literally hours of ambient music to promote prayer and worship. Some soaking music has words from authors or ministers and some are instrumental. I want to combine both of those things, the music and the breathing, allowing my spirit to lead the experience. I can go into it with a specific scripture or affirmation, something like, God, you are with me in this journey, or I can let God decide what he wants to do in that time. Now, that said, I do acknowledge that the meditation experience I'm going for and the one that I already had may very well be the exact same thing. I do hold them as differently in my mind because the intention behind them is different, but I'm not trying to say that the meditation experience I'm going for is any better than yours because I am covering it in my faith. I'm not sharing this lightly. In fact, this is one of the more vulnerable things I've been thinking about the last few days. But when I combine breath and sound work with my faith, I found a way to connect with God and develop our relationship. I mean, we all know that love grows with time and consistency. And I think this experience I share with God will further clarify the identity I hold within myself. So I'm gonna try it. Back to my nighttime routine. After I do my three-minute meditation, I just let myself drift off to sleep. Sometimes I keep soul time's ocean sounds on, sometimes I play rain sounds or music, and sometimes I play nothing. The plan is to incorporate my version of breath and sound work after my three-minute meditation as a continuation. If I fall asleep during that, it's fine. After After completing my whole routine, I usually fall asleep within 30 minutes. If I had to pick one thing that sets the tone for my entire routine, it's the perfume. I feel most beautiful, most powerful, and most confident when I smell good. Yes, it makes me feel proud when other people get to experience that, but it's ultimately something I do for me. And even if reading and doing skincare isn't something you commonly associate with soulful or spiritual practices, I hold each of these things close to my core identity, and that's why I categorized them here. I encourage you to evaluate the self-care that speaks to your soul and your spirit and create or revisit a nighttime routine that really exemplifies you. Also, I'm taking book, perfume, and candle requests, so feel free to DM me with all that information. Different kind of episode, but same takeaways. 
Here's how you healthily recover from a breakup thus far. One, develop your best self by finding things you love to do and incorporate them in your everyday. Two, create a ritual that is for your eyes, ears, mouth, nose, whatever only. Do something purely for your self-pleasure without the pressure to perform for anyone else. Perfume and lingerie are highly encouraged. Three, allow yourself to hold your new experiences in grace. Understanding who you are is like learning how to walk. You may stumble and fall in the process, but you are always making great progress. I love you. Thank you for being patient with me as I took forever to get this out. I'll be back next week or even in a couple of days for more intentional healing. If you've been listening for a while or this is your first time and any of this has resonated with you, please leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Take a screenshot when you're listening to this episode, post it on your Instagram and tag me at the I Am Loved Podcast. I would love to see it and I'd love to connect with you. You can follow my personal Insta at Brown Eyed Joe, that's Joe without an E, for gratuitous selfies. My DMs are always, always, always open for ideas, feedback, or if you just want to chat, I would love to get to know you. Until next time, say it with me. You are fully cherished, fully valued, and fully loved. Treat yourself like it.